Today is April 7th, and this is Big Fish Small Pod, where we here at Fish Stripes catch you up on all things Miami Marlins and baseball and help you, the fan, stay connected with your favorite team. So, today is a day after a loss. The Marlins have dropped four of their first five games in 2021, which is the second worst possible outcome. And some fans are freaking out on Twitter. Uh, Some are demanding trades or lineup changes after a game that the Marlins only pushed across two men for two runs against the Cardinals pitching staff that did not dominate. The Cardinals sent John Gant to the mound, and if you're thinking, John Gant, who's John Gant? You're right. Who is John Gant? He's a tall right-hander that throws a splitter, had decent stuff, and didn't show command of the zone in his start against the Marlins last night. And the Marlins bats were unable to take advantage of that. Despite the strong start by Sandy Alcantara, who went six innings overall, but uh, through five innings, he hadn't allowed a ball out of the infield. He had struck out 10 Cardinals and looked immaculate. His fastball was hitting 99 and and causing strikeouts. His changeup was also causing strikeouts, hitting like 93 with strong movement into right-hand batters. It looked like a dominant night uh, on the Cardinals broadcast. Jim Edmonds called Sandy's changeup unhittable. And that's Jim Edmonds. So overall, Sandy looked like an all-star in his second start. And in the sixth inning of last night's game, he got into some trouble with some infield balls that uh, one deflected off of him and could have had it gone directly to Jazz where he had shifted directly behind second base resulted in a double play and we'd have a very different sixth inning just if the ball had gone slightly differently. It's a truly game of inches baseball. But nonetheless, that sixth inning was the difference as the Cardinals would pass across three runners to score in that inning before getting to the Marlins pin in the seventh and tagging uh, Richard Blyer for a home run. But other than that, the scoring was done. The Marlins made some noise in the box score. Uh, Jazz Chisholm had a sacrifice fly. And an error by the Cardinals left fielder helped Sterling Marte reach base and push across to run in the first inning. So the Cardinals didn't look sharp even from that first inning, but the Marlins were not able to take advantage of the walks they got. They had a bases loaded chance with no outs early against John Gant, and they were unable to capitalize. Uh, Later in the game, the eighth inning let off with a Jazz Chisholm Jr. leadoff double, and the Marlins weren't able to push him across. It felt like the Marlins could get on base, they could scrap through occasionally, but it wasn't a coordinated offensive attack that was going to get past any pitcher. This was John Gant we're talking about, and while the Marlins did 
score against him and get to him and did not look dominated by John Gant. It wasn't like they were playing Tyler Glasnow or Jacob deGrom or Zach Wheeler or any number of pitchers that they'll face for the rest of their schedule. After the game, Don Mattingly said Sandy was filthy and that he deserved better. Don Mattingly is demanding more out of his offense and he didn't quite get that. And he hasn't yet called Sandy Sandy. I mean, obviously Sandy was filthy. Sandy was dirty. Sandy was Sandy last night. And at a certain point, I think we all need to acknowledge what he brings to the field every time he plays, which is a chance to win that you hope and expect from your ace. It's up to these Marlins batters to put it together, go out there tonight against Cardinals ace Jack Flaherty behind Pablo Lopez and make a difference. Avoid the sweep and head out on the road where anything can happen. We haven't even seen this Marlins team play outside of Lone Depot Park and these high fly balls seemingly die on the track. Maybe the Marlins will have different luck on the road or at least a better shot at some wins as they put together and develop their offensive approach in the 2021 season. Kind of bad news, just outright bad news. Uh, Fernando Tetis Jr. will be on the 10-day IL with a slight labrum tear. You don't like to see it, but after his uh, after a swing brought him to the ground the other night, it, it could have been a lot worse. Um, it could have demanded surgery, but for now, Fernando Tatis Jr. will be on the 10-day IL and reevaluated at a later date. All elsewhere in baseball, uh, Major League Baseball announced that the Colorado Rockies will host the All-Star Game at Coors Field in 2021. This late announcement, I reaction to legislation that was passed in the state of Georgia that um, Major League Baseball sponsors pressured the organization to move out of the state and not be associated with them. These legislation, I have not, I'm no, by all, no means an expert in it. From what I can tell, a lot of like political pundits are like, condemning these laws as uh, something that inhibit universal voting. Um, in Georgia, as we look to like operate a democracy, people do want universal voting. And there were stipulations in these laws that amongst possibly uh, things that don't challenge universal voting and do offer uh, help, Major League Baseball has moved their All-Star game to Coors Field and home run derby to Coors Field, which sounds awesome as uh, the Mile High uh, City will provide host to hopefully just some monster blasts. I think back to a Giancarlo Stanton, like 470 foot shot there and it's what you expect with Coors Field. So um, we look forward to that later in the year. Hopefully the Marlins will send quite a few players there. We'll see obviously how the season plays out before we get ahead of ourselves. But for now we can kind of just simply imagine. Elsewhere, the Yankees traded two uh, outfield prospects. Um, I have their names here. Uh, Antonio Cabello, a 20-year-old rookie baller from Venezuela who 
is an outfielder as well as a catcher, and Josh Stowers is a 24-year-old that hasn't played above single A because of COVID and the 2020 season. But both these guys could be potential 25-man roster guys. And for it, the Rangers uh, gave Ruffin Dodor and ate all $27 million that he's owed. So the Rangers bought some potential, and the Yankees doubled down on right now. Otherwise, the Braves acquired Orlando Arcia from the Brewers, who's a former top prospect and potential utility guy for two pitching, two pitchers that are right on the cusp of the Braves roster. So the Braves said shed some pitching depth, and the Brewers will turn to Luis Urias, a prospect of theirs that seems to be their top option at shortstop for both the short and long term. So tonight, the Marlins will look to avoid the sweep, sending Pablo Lopez to face ace Jack Flaherty in what's sure to be a pitching duel tonight at 4-10. You can turn into that pitcher's duel. And otherwise, here at Fish Stripes, we have an overall recap of last night's game, or Fish Stripes live video production, as well as Eli's updated roster tracker and our general coverage of the Miami Marlins. So we'll be back to your ears tomorrow here at the Podcast Network. This has been Big Fish Small Talk.